Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Wonderful. Today is Monday, June 5th. Uh, beautiful day. Beautiful day here in Santa Fe. Uh, every day is paradise. But, uh, but yes, I got to spend a lot of time this weekend out in the garden. Uh, my mom said that it looked good on the video on Friday, but I feel like it looks so much better now. It's all cleaned up. I got the whole secret garden cleaned up. I've got the, uh, the grapevine tamed for the season so she can bear her grapes in a restrained piece. And then I also did a whole lot on the front. Um, it's always a bit of a conundrum, uh, what to do as far as yard work, uh, here, because we are on an acre and a half of, um, semi tamed land. Uh, we have the driveway that comes in from the street and it has what we call the center thing. I don't know what to call it. It's like a little gardeny thing in the center that we made into a cactus garden. Uh, and so then there's stuff on the sides and then the house actually faces south. So you come in, it doesn't face the street. It faces away from the street. That probably didn't explain it well. Um, the side of the house is to the street. So the garage and the side of the house, but then the front door actually is you go up a little path and across the portal and then the front door to the house, which confuses people, especially delivery people. They are forever wanting to leave packages by our garage door or by our back garden gate, uh, either of which is fruitful. So, um, my point and I did have one. Oh, and so then the front is where we sit. Um, and then that's landscaped all along the south side of the house. But then we have a lot of land that goes down even farther south and to the west. That is natural landscape, but it does accumulate. It does accumulate brush, which we have to keep kind of cleared out because of fire risk. Uh, some people here mow it down. I do not want to mow it all down. I much prefer the natural vegetation. Also, when you mow it down, what comes back is, is weeds. It comes back as the exotics and the undesirables. Um, so it's, anyway, so everything outside of the secret garden is a lot of work, I guess is my point. <clears throat> and it's like, how much do I want to delve into, uh, cleaning that up? I think I'm going to have to hire someone. To, and I was talking about this last summer and I never did it because then the rains came, but we have so much detritus from the last few years of really good rain and a lot of vegetation grown up and now it's dried out. Anyway, you're not here for, um, landscaping in Santa Fe in the countryside outside of Santa Fe. If I were a, um, I don't know. That's probably a thing that like, if you own a house with land like this, then you should also be able to pay workers to come and clear it off. And I am not, not that creature. So, but I do have a little flyer from 
someone who does this sort of thing and I may call and find out how much would it cost <laughs> to haul this stuff away. And then I feel like I should haul, haul it away. It's the eternal balance, right? That we talk about all the time. It's, it's apropos for uh, self-publishing authors, even for traditionally published authors. Uh, I feel like we all spend this time weighing or spend energy weighing this, like, which is, um, is it better to use your time and do the thing and not have to pay for it? Or is it better to pay for it and have the time? Sometimes it can be hard to choose with gardening in general. I enjoy it, but it's the, um, the hauling away of the crap to the dump, uh, the transfer station as they call it here in New Mexico. Anyway, uh, so it felt like a really good weekend to me. It's, um, doing gardening, doing that kind of manual labor is always a good counterbalance to all the mental work I do during the week. I am past 12,000 words past scene one on, uh, Onira and and I think I've discovered a little bit more about what it's about. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious me. I believe that this may turn out to be the epistolary romance that I was noodling without knowing I was noodling. Well, I knew, but you all longtime listeners know that I was thinking a few months ago about epistolary romances and I went on a kick of reading some and, and, I'm sorry. I, I know of there, those of you out there going, what is this? I'm amazed at how many people don't know what an epistolary romance is. Um, epistolary means that it's told through correspondence or the romance takes place through the exchange of letters or messages. So yes, I've, I've broken my own rule. Don't you hate that? It's really bad when you're like on a podcast like this or on my discord or teaching classes. And I tell people, okay, so like this is, you don't have to follow this rule cause I don't believe in rules, but I will say, but this is, this is my own rule. This is what I always do until I don't. Um, I do think that there's something to be said for when you're starting out that you, you learn to paint by the numbers, you learn to follow the rules, you learn to, and painting such a great analogy for this. You learn how to paint realistically. You learn how to do perspective and shading and color and to portray what you see as accurately as possible. And then once you know all the rules, once you know how to do it, that's when you can shake it up. Um, and that's when you, get into the impressionism or abstract art or doing deliberate distortions. My internet bounced a little bit, but I think we're okay. Yeah. Uh, deliberate distortions, just in case that got bumped a little bit. So, so yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, when they, you know, like there's, you know, kind of like the old saw of the person looking at like a, a Picasso or a Jackson Pollock painting and going, my five-year-old could have painted that. And it's like, yeah, but your five-year-old didn't actually know what they were doing. 
they just slapped things on there in five-year-old glee. Uh, knowing what the rules are and then deliberately breaking them is something else. So at any rate, I have introduced a second POV character at, um, at the end of scene one, uh, the beginning of scene two, there's a second character, which yes, is not actually breaking rules because I, I don't believe in introducing POV characters after act one. Um, why? And I know people do it. I know, especially fantasy authors with 10,000 POVs. Um, to me, it's, it's breaking the contract of the story. If you add a POV character later, it's, um, digging yourself out of a hole by adding a POV character. I think it's cheating as a reader. I find it disruptive. I don't like it when a totally new character POV character walks on stage after I've been invested for the book for 75% or something. Um, but I am a believer in that by the end of act one, you have all the stakes set, which means all POV characters are introduced. Just wait a couple years from now, I'm going to totally break this rule and you all will be here <laughs> for the moment. I, I should have like some sort of, um, shame dance, apology dance. So this is a total aside, but I think this is a funny story. Um, and we're clearly on funny stories today or domestic life, the domestic life of the writer in her natural habitat. So my granddaughter is in sixth grade and this year for Christmas was the first year that she asked for money. Her older brother has been asking for money for a few years now, but this year she didn't want presents. She wanted money, which I don't like. I like picking out presents and sending presents, but I also want them to have what they want. And I remember what it's like to be that age. So we sent them each a check for a hundred dollars, which I don't know how this fits into other people's scale of things, but I feel like that's a substantially good Christmas present. So, um, her brother, uh, deposited the check, cleared my account. He called, thanked us for it. When he thanked us for it, he says, um, has my sister called you yet? And I said, uh, no, no, we haven't heard from her. He's like, oh, cause he, he does kind of mind her. So, um, time goes by and she still hasn't called us. She hasn't deposited the check. So in March, uh, we talked to their mother for her birthday, my stepdaughter and, uh, and the grandkids are there and we say hi to them. And I said, um, you haven't deposited the Christmas check check to my granddaughter. And she says, that's because she had it in the pocket of her jeans and her dad washed the jeans and the check got ruined, but her mother wouldn't let us ask us for a replacement check because she had never called to thank us. Now, if you have been around me for a very long time, um, I once did a blog post on how I think, how, hate thank you notes. I really don't like the whole enforced thank you thing. It's like, well, you know, if you give someone a gift, you're giving them the gift because you want to not in order to extract gratitude from them. So, I mean, it would, it's nice when the grandkids call and say thank yous and talk to us and that sort of thing. Cause of course they're busy and they don't want to talk to us necessarily, which I also understand, but 
in this case, it was like, I'm not going to interfere with my stepdaughter's parenting. Uh, because I, I, I believe very strongly in that. That's like, okay, well, this was her choice. And so I, I said to my granddaughter, oh, well, I can, you know, see your mom's point there. And, and I said, but you could always send us a, a thank you dance video. And she's like, well, what would that be? And, and cause she's a dancer. She does all of this um, studies dance. And I was like, I don't know, you know, send us a, a thank you dance video and we'll send you another check. And her brother says, well, heck, I'll do a thank you dance video for another hundred dollars. We're like, yeah, you're cute. So time goes by. And in May now, I am at, it was while I was at Wiscon, my granddaughter texts me and she says, um, so what would this thank you dance video have to be like? And I said, well, I think that's entirely up to the dancer. And I'm so amused by this. And so she sends me a video um, she decided to do acrobatics, but she sends me a video of her doing flips. It was great. I loved it. And, uh, and I said, well, thank you. And, uh, and I was doing things, right. I'm at the con and she knew why I was, she asked me what I was doing. And I said, I was at the con and she was easing her way up to it. Like she had texted me the night before asking me what I was doing. She'd texted me a couple times in between just saying hi. So, I mean, she's like, she's trying to, you know, like be a human being, right. <laughs> So a little bit later, she like sends me, she goes, Jeffy. And I was like, what? And she said, because I told her I loved the video. And I said, well, she said, can I, can I get the hundred dollars? And I said, well, I'll, um, yeah, I'll mail you a check when I get home. And she's like, well, actually, could I, could you send it via Venmo? which I don't have. I still haven't set up Venmo and I need to, because it was like the third time it had come up at the conference, you know, like when we were all doing dinner and that sort of thing. And, you know, at one point there were like seven of us and I said, let me just put it on my card cause they wouldn't split it. And so they were all giving me money and somebody asked if they could do Venmo. So need to do that. But, uh, <clears throat> I'm like, I don't, I said, I could send it via PayPal. And she said, well, let me see if I can get this set up. And, and this is like on, um, I don't know, Saturday night or something. And so we're going back and forth, trying to get this set up. And I said to her, you know, could you just get your mom to give you the money and I'll send her the check. And my granddaughter says, no, cause the last time I did that, she got mad at me, which cracked me up. I'm like, okay, <laughs> clearly we have a pattern of behavior here. Uh, and I said, well, why do you need it so badly tonight? And she's, well, that she's going shopping tomorrow. I'm like, okay. So, so finally we get the PayPal to work, but I was just so amused by this, this whole exchange. Uh, and she's exactly like her mother was at that age. Always like trying to work the angle, right? Figure out the thing. And I don't remember what got me started on that. And it was an aside, but uh, let me think. Actually, I'm not going to pause since my internet's being a little wonky. I don't want to be able to never unpause again. So, um, so yeah, I was talking about Onira. I was talking about, uh, adding POV characters, changing my mind later. Uh, you know, this, this book is an excursion for me. It's very different. I did send the opening a uh, couple of paragraphs to agent Sarah, which she asked me if I'd written more on amethyst run. And I, and 
she, you know, she's so great because she's so respectful of my, you know, my indie career too, which, you know, a lot of agents aren't, I, I'm hearing out there that there are still some agents saying that they, that they don't approve of self-publishing and they don't want their clients to self-publish, which just is crazy. That's just, if an agent tells you that, no, that's the, the good ones know that you are adding to your career and your platform by doing that. So agent Sarah would, she asked me if I'd written anything more on amethyst run because that editor expressed interest, but wanted to see the whole manuscript. And I have been, I talked about this some on Friday, um, being kind of irritated about them wanting to see the whole manuscript. And I was realizing over the weekend that I needed to focus on that. They were super enthusiastic about this book and said that they were obsessed with the characters. So that that's exciting, right? So anyway, agent Sarah says, well, you know, I know you have your indie deadlines too. And I said, well, not only am I, did I not write more on Amethyst run and I'm not working on my indie deadlines either. I'm writing this whole other book and I gave her the first couple of paragraphs and she said it sounded more like literary fantasy, which is interesting and possibly true. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but she wants to read it when I'm done writing it. So I need to finish writing it. Um, <laughs> uh, so that leads me back to my same thing that I've been saying for a long time. I really need to work myself back up to a better uh, productivity level. I've just slowed down writing wise. And some of it is, is that I am not, I'm not focused enough. I'm not being completely concentrated during my one hour writing sprint. I am sometimes going and looking at social media. I am breaking all of those rules in a bad way, a very bad way. And so this week, this month, I'm not going anywhere this month. My mom decided she didn't want to go to Denver. So I am actually here at home for like the next six weeks and I am going to really buckle down, um, and, I'm going to do my training method of gradually increasing word count every day and not going past that, my sort of training for the marathon approach. So, um, I hope you all are here for it. Yeah. And, and I can feel my resistance actually resistance. Cause I was just sort of thinking and talking at the same time, always a problem. And it's like, no, I need to try to go for 3000 words today, but I'm going to go back and look at what I've been doing. I think I've been doing somewhere around 1200 words a day. Yeah. So I want to improve that. So I might shoot for my, my lowest average and then gradually increase it and try to get myself back up to 3000 words a day so I can get some of these things written. I know. Uh, I do have the cover for twisted magic, but I'm not doing a pre-order for it yet until I have some idea of when I can realistically get it finished by. Ugh. So once I get back on track, then I can become a little bit more realistic about my deadlines and my production timelines and see if I can get that pre-order up. I know that you're all are waiting. Rogue familiar audiobook is coming. I've listened to a few of the chapters. And that should be coming very soon. And I think that's everything. Yeah. 
All right. Well, Monday, Monday. Hope you all are ready for the week and ready to uh, up your productivity in whichever way makes sense for you and feels good. And I will talk to you all on Friday. You all take care. Bye-bye.